This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Arkell's going back out on tour in the new year. Three shows in Buffalo. They're going to be going to London, Ontario. Hamilton for the rally in June. Kitchener. They're, they're doing the whole deal, man. And they're excited to be back out there. We caught up with Max, front man for the band. And uh, we were talking not just uh, about music, but also hockey with Max. I know that uh, you guys, some of your music is featured in the new Toronto Maple Leafs documentary that's on Amazon. I was watching it with my my four-year-old son on the weekend. Just uh, uh, just a note, there's a lot of F-bombs uh, behind the scenes at the Toronto Maple I Leafs heard, organization. Yeah, Sheldon, <laughs> right? Sheldon's a sailor. Every second word. <laughs> but, but you guys did like a, a thing uh, to help promote the documentary where you did your, your pregame ritual and I was wondering, what are the actual pregames before our Kells hit the stage? Like, what's going on backstage before you guys finally get out there? And are things going to be different now post-pandemic with the pregame? Well, there's, there's a lot of stretching, I'll say that. And there's, there's actually a lot of singing. We have a lot of group sing-alongs, uses an acoustic guitar or, or Bluetooth that we're just kind of vibing to. You know, somebody will suggest, let's do a shot. That happens from maybe once or twice before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then we have a hands in. So we are kind of like a professional sports team where it's like, all right, hands in. What are, what are like we, uh, what are we saying? And then Mike D, our guitarist, he usually comes up with something on the spot. Uh, I'm like, Mikey, what do we got? And then he, and then he says something sort of like relevant to whatever's happening in the world or the town we're in. And then that's how we get going. Max from Arkells, I we should probably start doing something like that, Jim. I feel like the energy as, as we start the show is not as, not as high as the Arkells energy before mm-hmm. they start a show. I love the hands-in pep talk on three, say something, you know, that's fun. When we're back together in the same room, I'm, I'll am i do it. Yeah, yeah. Hands-in. <laughs> Just the two of Earth, us. Earth, <laughs> fire, wind, water. <laughs> Is that you coming up with something profound to say? Yeah, something, you know. We together. are all dust in the wind. <laughs> We're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, yeah. Are we doing a shot, too, before the show every day? We might as well. A little orange juice and vodka, start things off. A couple of mimosas? <laughs> yeah, for the boys. <laughs> Last night, Toronto Maple Leafs played at home, but uh, Jim, who claims to be a Leaf fan, didn't feel the need to watch the game. Instead, he went and saw the new James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. No regrets? Um. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, I I didn't enjoy the James Bond movie. I can't believe it. How can how I haven't seen a bad Daniel Craig James Bond movie. I that's what people keep telling me, but every time I try to watch one, I fall asleep or zone out or can't pay attention. Like the action scenes are obviously great. It's shot very well. It looks great. I don't know if it's I don't know if Daniel Craig's that charismatic of a James Bond. I, I, I don't know. I just don't get the hype. I don't understand why people love these movies so much. Well, he also said after the last movie that he never wants to play James Bond again. And then he did because they backed up the dump truck full of money. Of course. So did you get the sense that he was kind of mailing it in? Not any more than any of the other movies, James Bond movies well, good, been in. Because I love the other ones. So you're saying it's it's on par with the other Daniel Craig James Bond movies. Yeah, I don't know. I never saw Quantum of Solace, and I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during Casino Royale. But the most recent three I watched, I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I went and saw all three in theaters. And all three times, I've like zoned out and then woke up. Okay. And then, 
Well, that this makes me feel better because I haven't seen it yet, and I'm really excited to see it. Am I the only one that thinks they're boring? Like, I, the, like the, I mean, I would rather watch The Kingsman over any of these James Bond movies any day of the week. Like, Kingsmans are fun. That, those are fun movies. They just they drag out, and I, I just don't. I I feel like I'm the only person who thinks these movies suck. Wow. So we've gone from you didn't like it to it sucks. Yeah, in a way that like I would never watch them again. That's just it's like I I feel like this is my most controversial take on movies. Like I look every movie is well reviewed, the crowd likes it, the critics like it, and I'm just like, "Eh, I can't get into it." Well, now my expectations have been lowered, so I'll probably like it even more. Well, that's good. Yeah, so I appreciate that. I'm saying more power to you if you like them. It's just uh, my, my I mean my girlfriend loved them. She was so hyped for this one. I it was two, mm. like I said earlier this morning, Taz. It was two hours and forty minutes. Does she have a crush on Daniel Craig? Is that the problem? A little bit of uh, the green-eyed monster. <laughs> no, a little jealousy going on. No, no, because he's blonde. You know, we got. If I put on a hundred pounds of muscle, we'd have a similar vibe going. <laughs> the strange film, being John Malkovich, adaptation, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So he's not a conventional filmmaker storyteller. So the two of them were working on this project, Gilligan's Island, with the dark twist. They all start eating each other. Whoa. Same characters and everything? Yeah. (laughs) Skipper, Gilligan. Oh, you know Skipper would taste good, though. You know, if you were on the island for a while, he looks scrumptious. Yeah. He gets some nice fat veins, ripples (laughs) going through those Skipper steaks. (laughs) That would have been hilarious if they would have done that. The, the, um, the creator of Gilligan's Island, Sherwood Schwartz, refused to give them the rights if they were going to turn the castaways into cannibals. Yeah, and I understand that. So it was shot down. Uh, the estate of Sherwood Schwartz, now that he's passed on, they are also saying, no, we don't want a cannibal Gilligan's Island movie. <laughs> but James Gunn is saying that if the Schwartz estate ever changes its mind... He's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Or just slightly change the characters a little bit. Killigan Island. You know, whatever. <laughs> Killigan Island. Yeah, just do like a parody of it. Yeah, well, that fits in more ways than just uh, avoiding getting sued. Mm-hmm. Killigan's Island. <laughs> Capacity crowd last night at the Leafs home opener at Scotiabank Arena. And you did have to be wearing a mask in your seats unless you were eating or drinking. (laughs) So if you have a bag of popcorn with you or a beer near you, you can just take your mask off. Well, just imagine how much it would cost for you not to wear your mask the entire game at Scotiabank Arena. (laughs) (laughs) If you had to consistently drink? You got all hundred dollars. I know. (laughs) And that's two beers. (laughs) Two beers and a hot dog. Yeah. Um, we are getting back to it. Apparently, Doug Ford, Premier of Ontario, his government apparently going to be announcing a new plan for list- lifting more of Ontario's COVID-19 public health restrictions next week. So things are going pretty good here. And uh, we could get to a point where basically restaurants and gyms will join the party and they'll be allowed to have people walk in. I think masks will still be mandated from what the rumors are but you'll be able to go into a restaurant like the good old days sit down capacities will be increased and um it'll just be another step back to normal jim yeah looking forward to it it's uh it's been a while i'm sure there'll still be 
COVID cases out there. It's, we haven't eradicated it completely, but uh, you got you to gotta move forward. You got to open up eventually. They're calling it the Roadmap to Reopen. And the next stage could be coming very soon. Uh, this is a an official from Doug Ford's office. We owe people a clear plan to exit the roadmap. The work began months ago. We're finalizing the plan now, and we expect to release it late next week. Government says they will not pretend the pandemic is over. However, they feel, and I think a lot of it is coming from pressure, the pressure of, hey, we can fill up the hockey arena. Yes. And people can eat and drink sitting right next to each other in a 20,000-person crowd, but they can't go and sit down at an individual table in a restaurant and do the exact same thing. I like how it takes them a week to come up with the plan, which is lifting the restrictions. Like, what do you have to figure out? Uh-huh. What's new? The, okay, the masks are out. What's taking a week? Just do it tomorrow. Keep your mask on, and that's that's the plan. <laughs> Better wait a week, just hey, in case. You can go back to the restaurants and the gyms. They can have more people in there. Just keep the masks on. Yeah, uh, you late, know, I'm, I'm late late next week too. It's not coming okay. Monday, Tuesday. They they need the full week to figure it out, and then they'll tell the bars and restaurants with about four hours before it takes effect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, time to scramble. Yeah, so they have zero time to prepare. That seems to be how. Things have gone for for the past almost two years, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shout out to all the small businesses, though, who have stayed, you know, in business, probably lost money, had the roughest year and a half of their whole uh, business career. So, you know, shout out to anybody who's had a rough go, and hopefully uh, this next year will be way better. Oh, Halloween costumes, right? Have you picked yours out yet, Jim? No, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Do you have a party to go to? I do. Yeah, my buddy Matt's gonna throw one. I was I was actually gonna have one, and then he already stepped up, and I was like, perfect. So, well, I will tell you this is a, a poll here um, about offensive Halloween costumes. So here's some stuff you should not be for Halloween. Survey asked 2,000 parents what costumes they considered most offensive. COVID nineteen related costumes made the top ten. I think everyone's just so sick of it, right? Yeah, it's not entertaining. But if you went as like a, one of those giant COVID germ balls, would, would somebody be upset? Apparently, Maybe. it's in the top 10. It's not number one. Yeah, okay. Uh, not surprising. Holocaust-related costumes was number one on the offensive costume list. And if we have to tell you that... Yeah, I've seen so many offensive costumes, like even like just on the internet. You know, people purposely trying to be offensive. I've never seen any Holocaust-related ones at all, thankfully. If you are doing blackface, and I'm sure our prime minister would be able to tell you this firsthand. Yeah, there goes his idea for this year. Or first face. (laughs) Blackface costumes offensive. Yeah, obviously. Anything to do with the Confederate flag. So no Dukes of Hazzard. Transphobic costumes. So what does that entail? Can a man dress up as a woman? Because that's kind of like blackface in a way. No, not really, because there's a historical context of blackface. But I, I don't, I don't know. I think it, it would be more like something that is is mocking. If you're mocking trans people, I don't, I don't know if like if I wanted to be Harley Quinn, would that be offensive? No, I don't think so. I think, I think it would be like if you went as Caitlyn Jenner. And then stuffed your pants or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You're trying to make a joke out of it. Sure. And uh, and you understand why people would be offended by that. Because there are some people who like ev- there's like there- everybody has like one guy friend who always wants to dress up as a woman for Halloween. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like consistently, he loves rocking a dress. Like he, it's always, and it's a lady. not just Halloween; it's any chance he gets. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that either. You do what live you, it up. Do what you want to do. If that's what, how you enjoy living life, go for it. Yeah, man. I don't care. Um, and there's always one guy that wants to have that edgy costume. Yeah, yeah. But just so you know, those are ones that. People are not going to be too thrilled about seeing. I can remember uh, this was an offensive costume. I couldn't believe when a, a guy I went to high school with showed up wearing. He was dressed as a Columbine High School student, and and his shirt said Columbine High, and then he had bullet holes in the shirt with blood. And we were out at a bar, and a uh, teacher, a guy who was a teacher or a principal came up to the, uh, this guy and he, he started screaming at him, yelled at him and he was right in his face. The bouncers came over and they kicked out the guy in the offensive costume. They're mm. like, dude, that's not cool. You got to go. And people were like clapping as he left. Wow. I, it's not funny. But yeah, keep that in mind if yeah. you think that something is going to get you some attention and you're going to be hilarious with your <laughs> offensive costume. You may be uh, partying by yourself on Halloween. <laughs> and now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. We're doing sports with Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Dev, I think it's time for us to get really excited about the prospect of Canada playing in the World Cup. Get very excited because uh, Canada beat... Panama last night, 4-1, to one, and Canada is closer than ever to its first World Cup appearance since 1986. In recent matches, they have tied Jamaica, they have tied Mexico. That was a huge tie. They currently sit in third place in the standings. The top four teams from their uh, group will make the World Cup. And last night's win was huge, A, because of goal differential, B, because it gave them three points. This team is for real, and they represent Canada's best opportunity to get to the World Cup in a long time. Yeah, soccer is is the biggest sport in the world. Canada has not been competing on a world stage in my lifetime, and I just can't wait to see what all my Italian and German and Portuguese friends do. (laughs) If Canada's in there, too, where does your allegiance really lie? (laughs) With whoever has the better chance, let's be serious. (laughs) You know what? It was funny uh, to watch people watching this game on Twitter because uh, some people have not seen Alfonso Davies before. He is Canada's best player by far, but they have a lot of good players. He's 20 years old. He plays for Bayern Munich right now. And just to show you how good Bayern Munich is, Davies basically plays left wing back for them. For Canada, he's essentially a striker. So that's how strong a team he plays when he's on his club side. But for Canada, Alfonso Davies is just incredibly fast. He's incredibly talented. Uh, at, At the very least, people are waking up to Alfonso Davies. He's one of the best young players in the world, and he plays for Canada. Space is so hot right now. There's so much going on in outer space news. You got William Shatner 
Captain Kirk himself was shot into uh, outer space yesterday in one of Jeff Bezos' rockets. He was very emotional when the rocket landed back on Earth. Everybody in the world needs to do what you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. Everyone needs to do this. There's probably like 40 people who have done it, but the other billions of people on the planet need to try it too. (laughs) I think we got the gist from the camera. He liked it. He had fun. Floating around, yeah. You got Demi Lovato saying that we shouldn't be calling um, beings from outer space aliens because it's offensive to them. Doesn't make any sense to put this, draw this line in the sand. Alien literally means anything not of Earth. So I know it has bad connotations on Earth for when you're describing people, but if you're talking about aliens, what's wrong with that? Who knows that they even understand the word? I doubt they're going to come to, I doubt they're going to be woke when they show up. That's the, they're probably beyond that. Don't call them a... <laughs> That's offensive. Whoa. You call an alien that, you better be ready for a fight. I can't believe you called ah, a... I can't believe you called a... Global global, a glug, 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 glug. Are you dumb? <laughs> Ignorant? Uh, Demi Lovato says we should be calling them ETs instead, but, which I am offended by. <laughs> why? As a terrestrial. Oh. Why do they get to be an extraterrestrial? <laughs> what makes them so special? So extra. <laughs> Uh, the other big thing, space-wise, going on, the uh, lady uh, who had the meteorite crash through her roof while she was in bed, and it landed on the pillow next to yeah, her. that is wild. <laughs> insane. Go yeah. buy a lottery ticket, lady. Yeah, if you look at the photos, like, the meteorite crashed through a steel tin roof, uh-huh. and then, like, blew through the, the, the ceiling drywall, and there was, you know, the crater after effect. You can see the trajectory, and then, boop! lands in the bed the meteorite didn't wake her up it was her dog barking so the dog knew something was going on huh and uh she's out in golden bc so this happened in canada uh geophysicists saw the photos of the space rock and they say they were stunned they can't believe that this thing went through the roof and landed on her pillow next to her and maybe it's worth some money because you hear about some of these things you find them and, and you can sell them and get some coin right yeah well i mean one it's from outer space the other it could be like pure platinum or something you just never know some magic space mineral (laughs) kryptonite woman says her only regret about the situation is that her husband wasn't in bed next to her (laughs) i want to see you it's time for sports devin peacock from global news radio is here Dev, how about your Toronto Maple Leafs pulling out a big win at home last night? They pulled out the win. It wasn't the easiest of games. Uh, they were missing Austin Matthews, but even then, uh, it wasn't um, them at peak uh, Leafs, but it's also the first game of the season. William Nylander uh, scored the game winner last night. He was one of uh, the uh, few guys on the team who really showed up during the playoffs last year against Montreal Still had the uh, hot stick uh, last night against the Habs, and they needed it because it was a, a 2-1 game. It was a tight game, but a nice way to start the season, especially since they had fans in the stands. First time since March 10th of 2020, there were fans in the stands for a regular season game in Toronto. It's pretty nice to see. 
I didn't watch the entire game, but what I did see, I heard the commentators uh, discussing that Mitch Marner maybe should have passed a couple times when he instead took the shot on the net. He, as we know in the playoffs, some trouble scoring. He 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 went a long time without scoring a goal. Do you think that's still in his head? It might be a little bit. I don't mind him being a bit more shoot first, especially the start of the season. There was a crazy stat they were talking about on the uh, broadcast last night, which was he has gone 70-plus games in the regular season without a power play goal, which is incredible when you're Mitch Marner and you were the fourth in the league in scoring last year. So anything that gets him thinking more score and goal-oriented, I'm fine with. It'll work out. He's Mitch Marner. He's a pass-first kind of guy, so I wouldn't be worried about him not passing in certain situations. What do you think about Jim Kelly, who claims to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, not watching the home opener, instead going to see the new James Bond movie? Oh, boy. There is a PVR, so I'm going to assume that Jim <laughs> came home and just watched it on PVR right after that. So right? you have to watch every game to be a f- like a fan, or is it just specifically the home opener? You don't have to watch the first game of the season, but it's kind of a different season opener, isn't it? The first time they've had fans in the stands for the season opener since 2019. Sure, sure. But am I mistaken that they didn't even sell out the whole all the tickets? There were still tickets available late last night, right before the game, which I was shocked. 18,493 fans were in the stands. You could have 20,000. I'm not going to hold that against the fans in terms of people not knowing exactly what's kind of happening with uh, capacity and everything. The Leafs are going to sell out. If there's one thing you can know about the Leafs fans, they will support this team, whether they're good or whether they're bad. So... I would be expecting more than 18000 for future games. Was the James Bond movie a sellout last night, Jim? Yeah, yeah. No, I had a guy kind of look like Mitch Marner sitting on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dev. I want to see you peacock, your peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock from Global News Radio is here. Dev, how about your Toronto Maple Leafs pulling out a big win at home last night? They pulled out the win. It wasn't the easiest of games. Uh, they were missing Austin Matthews, but even then, uh, it wasn't um, them at peak uh, leaps, but it's also the first game of the season. William Nylander uh, scored the game winner last night. He was one of uh, the uh, few guys on the team who really showed up during the playoffs last year against Montreal. Still had the uh, hot stick uh, last night against the Habs, and they needed it because it was a 2-1 game. It was a tight game. But a nice way to start the season, especially since they had fans in the stands. First time since March 10th of 2020, there were fans in the stands for a regular season game in Toronto. It's pretty nice to see. I didn't watch the entire game, but what I did see, I heard the commentators uh, discussing that Mitch Marner maybe should have passed a couple times when he instead took the shot on the net. He, as we know in the playoffs, some trouble scoring. He, he, he went a long time without scoring a goal. Do you think that's still in his head? It might be a little bit. I don't mind him being a bit more shoot first, especially the start of the season. There was a crazy stat they were talking about on the broadcast last night, which was he has gone 70-plus games in the regular season without a power play goal which is incredible when you're Mitch Marner and you were the fourth in the league in scoring last year. So anything that gets him thinking more 
score and goal-oriented, I'm fine with. It'll work out. He's Mitch Marner. He's a pass-first kind of guy, so I wouldn't be worried about him not passing in certain situations. What do you think about Jim Kelly, who claims to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, not watching the home opener, instead going to see the new James Bond movie? Oh, boy. There is a PVR, so I'm going to assume that Jim <laughs> came home and just watched it on PVR right after that. So right? you have to watch every game to be a f- like a fan, or is it just specifically the home opener? You don't have to watch the first game of the season, but it's kind of a different season opener, isn't it? The first time they've had fans in the stands for the season opener since... 2019. Sure, sure. But am I mistaken that they didn't even sell out the whole, all the tickets? There were still tickets available late last night, right before the game, which I was shocked. 18,493 fans were in the stands. You could have 20,000. I'm not going to hold that against the fans in terms of people not knowing exactly what's kind of happening with uh, capacity and everything. The Leafs are going to sell out. If there's one thing you can know about the Leafs fans, they will support this team, whether they're good or whether they're bad. So, I would be expecting more than 18000 for future games. Was the James Bond movie a sellout last night, Jim? Yeah, yeah. No, I had a guy kind of look like Mitch Marner sitting on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Just got a text message here, Jim, from Brooke. Brooke says, guys, I heard you saying you're going to start watching Squid Game last week, but I haven't heard you talk about it. Are you watching it? My husband and I started it on the weekend, and OMG. I have not watched any of the Squid Game yet. I have. I'm on episode five, I think. Is that a, how many are there? Like I eight? think there's ten. Okay, so you're halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we know you didn't like the James Bond movie, Jim. How are you feeling about Squid Game? Is it living up to the hype? Um, I like it. I don't know if it's living up to the hype because it does seem to be the most hype thing in recent memory, probably since Tiger King. The most people have been talking about a single TV show. Um. But I think it's good. I love a good mystery where you're like, it's it's basically like one long Black Mirror episode or one long Twilight Zone episode. It's basically like, no no spoilers here, but it's like degenerate gamblers and people in debt mm-hmm. get roped into a, an Olympics from hell, essentially. So you're not quite sure what's going on and like each episode a little bit more is revealed, but you, I'm on episode five and I still don't really know who's running the show, like, what's going on. So I, I love trying to figure out shows while you're watching it and, like, making guesses. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's good. Very visually striking while you're watching it. You're going to be uh, dressing as a squid gamer. There's your Halloween costume idea. The, I, I don't know. My phone must have heard us mention squid game once, and now I'm getting advertisements for squid game Halloween costumes, like a pink jumpsuit with yeah. a black mask and the uh, the PlayStation <laughs> buttons, like, eh? <laughs> PlayStation yeah. buttons Circle on the faces. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tell you what, those jumpsuits look awfully comfortable. I don't know if I'm going to dress up for one as Halloween, but I wouldn't mind if that was our work <laughs> uniform. <laughs> Nothing underneath. <laughs> no, no. Just jumpsuit a number. With, with commando. <laughs> Velour. Oh, do you mean like the the one the, the contestants are wearing? The contestants, yeah, not the full, you know, industrial are those hooded the, suits. Are those the bad guys, I'm assuming? The, the, yeah. The circle, square, triangle guys? They are, but then they also have their own storyline going, too. It's like it gets a little deeper than I thought it than I thought it was going to. So, you know, I would recommend. I mean, I, you know, it's not my favorite show I've ever watched, but it's intriguing. Okay. Here you go, Brooke. Jim's watching Squid Game. Just like everyone else except for me, apparently.
just a little distracted trying to do some research online about uh, Shreddy's Sheets. Hmm? Have you heard of Shreddy's Sheets? No, it has nothing to do with the breakfast cereal. Oh, that's what I was thinking (laughs) for sure. Bed sheets made out of Shreddy's. (laughs) That sounds very uncomfortable. Oh, there's a company in the UK, the original flatulence filtering underwear, Shreddy's. So it's underwear that filters your farts. Okay, is that British slang for a toot? Like, you're really shredding one or something? I'm not sure. I guess it would be uh, uh, shreddy filtering knickers if we were going (laughs) British slang. Well, they're now making sheets. And I'm curious about this. I think this would be a great gift for my wife, not because she has an issue with flatulence, Mm -hmm. but I have woken her up a couple times. Does this muffle the sound or is it the Mm. smell that it deals with is Mm. what I'm trying to find out here. Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of that too. I'm I'm pretty guilty. Yeah, our room doesn't have great ventilation. Maybe I could use <laughs> use these. Let me see what we got. Both options use the same technology as the underwear. Carbon fibers absorb the flatulence and neutralize it. Huh. So it's this, I think it's a smell thing. Okay. By the way, I looked up Shreddies on Urban Dictionary for the UK. Yeah. It's actually not the flatulence. It's how men wear underwear until it falls apart. Those are called shreddies. So it's sli- another. they've got knickers and they've got shreddies or both yeah, underwear slang? Specifically for men, an item of men's underwear that is well past the advised periodical washing threshold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, duvet cover costs around 300 bucks. King size undersheet costs around 200 bucks. But like, so... Uh, Okay, I guess if it would filter it, because the problem is you get the Dutch oven effect, right? And it, and it captures yeah. it. That's that's where it builds up. What you almost need is the uh, the fitted sheet to have like a division sheet that comes up mm. onto the top sheet. So that way the fart stays on your side of the bed. You hear what I'm saying? I hear exactly what you're saying. You could even take it to the next level. Keep a long like tube on your shop vac and then stick it up by your feet under the sheet. And then have the exhaust valve, like, you know, blowing out the window or something like that in the next room. Yeah, if they can come up with a, uh, a sensor that picks up carbon monoxide, <laughs> I'm sure they can get one that picks up flatulence, and then when it, when it senses that some exist, the, the shop vac turns on yeah, yeah. and sucks it out of the room. Now, it may be a little noisy and a little more distracting than the problem that you're trying to solve. But if the room is far enough away, the other, the exhaust room... Oh, okay. It's kind of like my, I have central vac in my house. Exactly. And when you're vacuuming far from the garage, you can't even hear the vacuum. Yeah, yeah. Just put the central vac outlet in the bedroom where it rarely is, usually in the hallway. The fart sucker, you mean. <laughs> you know, the shreddy sucker. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you guys have central vac. We don't. That's, that's our bedroom fart sucker. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard? <laughs> Yesterday, around 10 a.m., William Shatner was shot into space. <laughs> it's funny. There's been celebrities shot into space, like Hunter S. Thompson shot into space, but he was dead. Oh, his ashes or his full body? I think they shot his ashes into space, didn't they? That was they? my idea. I always want to get shot into space, float around until an alien found me, and then maybe bring you back to life. Oh, so you're not doing ashes. You want your corpse. I want my corpse shot into space because it'll be out there for infinity. In this scenario that you've played out in your mind, Jim, mm-hmm. what is your corpse 
encapsulated in, or are we just getting like a really big catapult? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, space is already cold, so it doesn't need to be frozen. So your body doesn't need to be like in a refrigerator. Just sh- I, I want a capsule where it's like oh, yeah. there's a glass window in the front, so they can see into it. You know, a, a light jacket. Sure, <laughs> maybe some shades. Shatner went up with uh, Blue Origin in one of Jeff Bezos's rockets. He was up there for not a long time. I mean, you get up there and you're basically coming right back down. But it was uh, one heck of an experience for old Bill. Now the oldest person ever in space at age 90. And again, he looks great for 90. Mm -hmm. He's holding it together. Got emotional when his feet were back on the earth. Everybody in the world needs to be. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I don't want to lose it. It's so much larger than, than me and life. And it hasn't got anything to do with the little green planet, the blue orb, and the, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the enormity and the quickness and the suddenness of life and death of the oh my god i am overwhelmed i could listen to william shatner talk for for hours on end mm-hmm. yeah he's been around long enough he's uh wise is that voice his cadence yeah it, it uh, what he said was it was very very well thought out very well uh said but the voice takes it to the next level. <laughs> it was all very well thought out, except the, except the part where he goes, I think everyone should do this. Bill, it costs millions of dollars <laughs> to shoot you. You're richer than we could ever imagine, and yet still, still somebody had to sponsor you right. millions of dollars to get you up there. <laughs> so yes, we'd love to go too. Everyone but. should give it a try. Thanks, bud. Start saving up, you know? <laughs> if, you just, uh, if you just start making coffee at home every morning <laughs> instead of buying it at the drive-thru, mm-hmm. maybe in... Uh, three, four millennia, you'll be able to afford a trip to space, too. <laughs> By the time you're 90. <laughs> I like this trend, though. You know, the guy who, who played uh, uh, a captain of a spaceship, when the technology gets there, he's the guy that gets shot into space mm-hmm. to see what it's really like. I- I'm assuming when the real Jurassic Park opens that Jeff Goldblum is going to be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> that they send through. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. And there's a bit of an uprising going on at the gas pumps. Well, some might call it peaceful protest. Others might call it vandalism. Uh, but I've seen this picture posted a couple times. It's it's the gas pump, regular, you know, the button you press, and it's got the little digital readout tells you what the current price of gas is right above the, the button. Mm-hmm. And somebody is putting stickers next to the price of gas with Justin Trudeau's face on them and Trudeau has his arm out, makes it look like he's kind of pointing at the gas price. And it just says in big capital letters, I did that. (laughs) Huh. I did that. If we only knew somebody who has a sticker company who also doesn't like Justin Trudeau. (laughs) If only. Who could it be? Somebody... existed that covered those two areas. Like a conservative of some sort? I don't know. That would be a premier move. (laughs) 
on their part. It'd probably be pretty easy just to print them off on some website. Well, I think they got it because here's another here's another post. This is on our buddy Daryl's Facebook page. He posted these. And it's down in the States, obviously, and you have the same thing, but it's Joe Biden pointing at the gas price. So mm. somebody copied someone. Here. It's the meme world we're living in. I did that. Trudeau pointing at the gas price. It's getting pretty high, man. I made the mistake the other day, just out of habit, put in my uh, debit card, and you know they say you would like to approve a transaction up to how much money? And I'm so used to just hitting $100 because that's all I've ever needed. And that didn't even get me, got me about three quarters full. Oh, boy. And then it just stopped. And I'm like, well, do I put my card back in, fill it up to the top? I'm like, no, screw it. I can't do that. I'm out of here. 100 yeah. bucks it is. They're saying, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But, uh, you know, we talked about it before. They're saying next summer it could be as high as two bucks. <sighs> two bucks a liter. Outrageous. I'm going to get some stickers made with a picture of Steve Urkel on them. Did I do that? <laughs> put them next to the Justin Trudeau. Well, I mean, it's got to be somebody's fault. And if it's the guy, if they're going up, it's got to be the guy in charge's fault. And Did I do that? Looks like Trudeau did, according to this sticker. And who doesn't trust a random sticker on a gas pump? Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.